And I agree. Yeah. No, if you you don't have to apologize. White Canadian country music star, and you think Donald Trump is cool? I mean, hey, mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. And it, I don't like this uh, this climate we're in, where you can have a disingenuous apology because there's a backlash. It's like, hey, right. Man, you think this dude cool as hell? I mean, that's that's what you're about. It's just weird to me that you would, you would think he was cool in general, but I mean, people are gonna be people. But well, most I, of her fans are gonna like that dude. So yeah, the walking it back, I don't even see how that does much. It's not, none of the people who are upset about that are buying her songs up. Nah, that's true. I guess I don't know. She could have just been like "fuck you, niggas" and just like stayed ten toes down. Yeah. But she, I guess, for PR purposes. But there are also. Caucasian folk that don't like um, Donald Trump too, so I guess those are the individuals she probably didn't want to offend. Because I'm not buying anything Shania Twain related. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> it really is like how she said it is, where she said that the question caught her off guard, and all she was trying to convey was that people were looking for not a politician, which is true. Uh-huh. People wanted something different, not business as usual. That's why, you know, Bernie Sanders had a big thing, even though he's a yeah. career politician. He's more of a whatever, right. perceived as a normal guy. And then you had Donald Trump, who is, I don't know, not a normal dude at all. But but in any sense of the means at all. But there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of non-celebrities out here that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she could have said Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know, I've never been put in that predicament before, but you know what I'm saying, she felt like she had to backtrack in order to like cover up um, a lot of the things that she said or did, speaking of which, like jumping off the topics a little bit, that relates to us, you and I, you know why, because I'm not even gonna wait for you to respond, but Mm -hmm. because I tried to go to Google in order to like put like miniature ads on the website for the podcast, but there's a certain criteria that you have to meet in order to be approved for ads on your site. And it was a long list of things, one of which was no substance use. And it's crazy because everything they listed, I can think of something that we've done that violates whatever that is. It was like not promoting violence against a group of people or it was like no talking about weaponry, no lewd sexual references, some shit like that. And I was like, what do you, what the fuck do you, I just gave up. I'm not, it's too, we, bro, we, this is going to be what, the 31st episode? Like we already neck deep in the bullshit. Like there's no way we could go back and do any of that. But I just laughed. It was extremely comical to me. Well that's like we couldn't get our Facebook ad going. Oh. Uh I did warn I did warn everybody in the middle of the episode that I was gonna do that. It's just kind of the timing is kind of <laughs> hilarious. Reggie tried to promote the last episode that we have, but the word niggas was in the title, so Facebook was like, Yeah, here's a credit so you can promote this episode or we whatever. Thirty free dollars to yeah. promote the And he went to promote the episode and they told him like, Whoa, this post got a bad word in it. So we that was that, I guess. Uh you you should like us on Facebook though. The the name of the group is like Spit Sessions. As as you probably like it guessed. won't be a ghost town, you know, if people actually like the page. Yeah, there's, there's, there's. <laughs> you have a reason to post stuff. Yeah, exactly. I just don't want to annoy people, but I don't know. People on the internet is like, so what? I use the word nigga like a few times. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. But Facebook, so you're just gonna let Russian bots be all up in your shit. But I just drop our opinion in an episode on the word niggas, and apparently, like that's the whoa, that's the line right there. Meanwhile, we got statuses of people saying like anti-Semitic remarks and like homophobic stuff and whatnot. But I guess they do crack down on them as well because we have a mutual friend who gets banned every now and then because he's either shared or done something on Facebook. Well, I got a twenty-four hour ban for having an N-word. Are you, <laughs> you did? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was in relation to I shared one of the episodes and it was quoted and in context and it was like not even me saying it. And anybody who's my Facebook friend should know anyway. And then, yeah, all of a sudden I couldn't post it for 24 hours. That's pretty so. funny. I'm not going to lie, actually. That's pretty hilarious to me. I'm offended by this. Because I've, I've used the word niggas a lot. This ties right into the last episode we had. And I haven't been banned yet. Watch is going to happen. I might not put the word niggas in this episode title, you know, uh, being hard-headed, but you know it is what it is but there is definitely a climate where they're trying to like bogart and like 
watch what it is is being posted and said i'm not gonna apologize for posting anything i might learn down the line and back up on certain viewpoints that i have but i ain't sorry oh shit i ain't sorry beyonce did you see that performance dude no i did not what the fuck is wrong with you why oh man what's wrong with you i just no i don't care oh but it was so good. I mean, I'm sure it was. I, I, I'm not. See. <laughs> hey, he I, on his own right here. If y'all got exactly, something to say, see, like, go ahead. I and can't talk like this. Listen. People will murder you me. You know what? Hey. All I'm saying is. I'm look, not even looking at you right now. She's like, very talented. Okay. But I'm just going to say I don't. I personally don't care. That's better. It's not it like you saying rude. anything rude about her. So that's. No, like, I'm just accepted. not. It's just, you know. Cool, I'm glad she's doing stuff. I'm glad everybody enjoys it. I okay. Just, I'm not going to stay wow. up late and find a stream and do all this. Yeah. It's, you know. I but. did accidentally stay up until four in the morning watching <clears throat> that shit, though. And I went to work all four hours of sleep because of it. But the thing is, I didn't know it was going to be that long. Yeah. So it was around one in the morning on a Saturday night. No, Sunday morning, I guess you could say, technically. And I saw links flying around. I was like, cool. I saw an official YouTube link, so I hit it and started watching. I caught her like just as she had begun a little bit, and you, I got, I was so, I was so focused on what was going on. It was a really, really phenomenal performance that I ended up looking up, and it was at that point three in the morning, and she was just wrapping it up. There were certain parts about the performance which it was, I, it was pretty amazing to me because it was two hours damn near of choreography of singing while dancing you know she wasn't i don't think she was like fake recording it up like jessica simpson little simpson little sister no, no. on snl like it was a real performance well, you know fergie from black eyed Peas, she could uh do a backflip and pee on herself during the concert no no nah. give her no credit for that. you know i feel like after that national anthem shit she did <laughs> <laughs> i think fergie got enough under her belt right now i'm gonna just leave it alone. i mean the snippets that i saw it looked you know really impressive I, it's just personally and maybe that i'm i'm being like a weird hipster right now mm-hmm uh, I'm just, I find Solange to be more interesting. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Like that is just really that whole vibe and like. That don't touch my hair vibe. Like that the unapologetic yeah. black queen vibe. Okay. Like, I, I respect so that. So it's funny because I remember when Solange first came out, wasn't she in some dumbass movie? And I was like, wow. Uh, are we so there good? yet? I think so. With Lil Bow Wow. We can speak on <laughs> Lil Bow Wow in a minute. Have you seen that track list? Uh, no. Okay. Continue speaking. I'm going to pull this shit up immediately. So I, I think it's cool that she's, you know, paved her own way and, and stepped out of her sister's shadow. Because, yeah. of course, when she first came out, I was like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, this is like, here, another one. But you she just has her own thing going on. And then she almost beat Jay-Z's ass. That's awesome. She, did, she didn't almost beat his ass. She was piecing his ass up. I think it was the fact that he was not fighting back. They kind of helped it. And Beyonce was just... That was a very interesting dynamic when you actually saw that happening. Because she was getting blows in and Beyonce was standing stark still, was not was not moving at all. And the security guard was just making sure she was okay and was kind of trying to stop Solange from like knocking his but ass out. I think out. Beyonce, like almost in a sad way, that's how I take it. It's like she's so image conscious. Detached. Because she's been trained from such a young age to be like a persona and an entertainer. Rather like, than a person? Yeah, I I really, I have like this weird idea or fear that maybe she cannot turn that off. Even in, in even when a time is like hectic as hell, she's just like, I am Beyonce. Oh, that's interesting. I actually saw, there was an article, people have seen this picture of her going to prom with this gentleman. Apparently they dated for about 10 years total. And there's a lot of jokes that were cracked, like, don't be this dude, he let her go, or whatever else. But apparently, when things started taking off, she started changing a little bit. Like, there was one... I mean, her dad is her manager, or was her manager, right? Yeah. He was probably like, break up with that fool. Yeah, exactly. And apparently, when she started dating Jay-Z, she, said Jay... she told him to relax and said Jay-Z wasn't even her type. And, I mean, which I can... You know I what? I'm not, not, not going to talk about at, the way look he looked. Look the but... Jacksons. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they were getting their ass beat and they grew up poor and Beyonce didn't have none of that. But I think when you get into the entertainment industry real hard at a young age, like when Destiny's Child first started blowing up, what was she like 17 or something, 18? Yeah, she was pretty young. Uh, and then she'd been training for a long time. So 
uh, I mean, awesome, great for her. Yeah. But there might be some shit under the surface. It might come out. No, that she... makes sense because there's a lot of people that are childhood stars. They kind of grow up having to deal with that. Like you're you're being thrust into a professional world at a very very young age, so you have to keep up uh, appearances. You have to keep up whatever else. So I think it does take its toll depending on who it is. We haven't seen a certain side of Beyonce a little bit. Like things come out in her music, but I really don't know, and I can't imagine how she is personally. But do you remember the episode of Punk she was on? When she was in Destiny's Child? I don't know. I don't Probably. Remember. This I might be dangerously in love, like Beyonce. So, so she, she might was, have been she taken was on off. Punked, and yeah. I thought it was weird as fuck, and nobody else seemed to notice. They had some prank where she lit this giant Christmas tree for all these kids and shit. Yeah. And the Christmas tree fell and, like, exploded. I remember that. I remember that. And she never stopped smiling. Like, she didn't know what to do. Like, if she should show human emotion or... <laughs> human. Like... I don't know, man. I, I picked up on that. I thought it was odd. That was really interesting of you to pick that up because uh, it was in her eyes, I think. I remember that episode. She looked lost and confused, but she kept the face up like, oh, my fucking God. That's the, that's the same face she made when Michelle would like fall downstairs and shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> 50, 11 times. So I think I think it's just a bunch of media training, probably. Hey, did you see uh, real quick? I forget her fucking name. But one of them original Destiny's Child members was like, yeah, people want a, a Farrah? Was that the... Well, I'm about to... Somebody retweeted. She's like, people want a reunion. I was like, no. Nah. No. So she was one of the first four? Yeah, not... See, that's what's so funny. It's like, okay, Destiny's Child will do some shit from time to time. Yeah. But they don't want y'all to... They... Nah. That look, was so long ago anyway. And it was a while really, ago. What did they really... Care? People need to realize that Destiny's Child right now is comprised of... Kelly, can you handle this? Kelly, yes. And Michelle, can you handle this? Beyonce and Beyonce, can you handle this? Michelle. That, that that's a really effective way of memorizing like, <laughs> everything. I was like, because uh, you saw me pause and I was like, damn, because I had to stray away from Beyonce for a second. And I was like, oh nice, that's what's up. So all of the ones before that. I kind of, I don't feel bad for it because at least they have a good rapport with one another, except for that. Yeah, because every now and then you'll see them. They all came up as children together. So I think every now and then they talk. So there's one that like really hates the dad or something. There's that light skinned one that got kicked off on television. I I think that's the one. She's like, we can send your bags to you. That (laughs) one, I don't, nobody has heard. She, She got... I don't know if y'all watched Yu-Gi-Oh! before, but she got bumped and sh- sent into the Shadow Realm. Like, I haven't seen anything from her ever since that shit happened. So, I feel like, um, like we said, there's a lot of pressure that goes into being a child artist. There's a lot of pressure that goes into being a celebrity at a young age. And I pulled up the Bow Wow track list. Okay. So, he has a new... He's May 21st. Greenlight 6 is going to be the name of his album. He's getting free promotion right now. So, I mean damn i feel bad i don't know how many followers he got but i don't know people i think it's because most of the time when people interact with his tweets is to make fun of him and not actually support or share what it is he's doing but here's the track list track one intro and you can sign me at any time and let me know your opinion Mm -hmm. on these Mm -hmm. things okay so track two is yeah with two h's at the end Track three is emotional. Track four is death in parentheses. I want to die. <laughs> Featuring XXX Tentacion. <laughs> that would have made sense. <laughs> A lot of sense. Okay. Track five is I've been going through shit. Track six is same thing with an A. Track seven is relationship goals. Featuring Kiyomi. I don't know who the fuck that is. Whatever. Track eight, my ex is a piece of shit, in parentheses, fuck you, bitch, interlude. What is? Track nine, broken heart. Track 10 is 69, featuring Jacquez. Track 11 is slop me up. Track slop? slop. S-L-O-P. That is not a B, bro. I'm, I'm serious. And track 12 is back on my dick. So, 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 this this track list is like a sandwich of a, a myriad of and... emotional and fucketry. You know what I'm saying? Because we started with it started off to a good. I'm gonna give my synopsis of what that what I think this this uh album is gonna be about. I think this album 
by uh, Lil Bow Wow is going to be about the different emotions you feel going through different things. It's all going to be loosely related. It might be like a story type thing. Maybe there's going to be like skits in between cooking bacon with my shirt off cooking bacon with my shirt yeah yeah exactly it's just like you know this is essentially what this album is is cooking bacon with your shirt off because you start off it's a good idea you're excited because you're about to cook bacon and then somewhere towards the minute middle like you feel emotions and pain because the grease start popping and hitting your torso and then towards the end everything is cool again because you got bacon you see I'm too deep for you motherfuckers. Like, I, I can't, I can't, I should get paid for this. But nah, so, what? Why are you making that face? I'm just, it's good for him that he gets to put an album out, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't, why don't people help these people? I, that's very important. That's very important. I think, I hope that he's making, um, no, I don't hope that he's making light of mental illness and, like, actually going through things. But I think he's kind of figured out that people on the internet really don't, fuck with him like that and he might be using these tracks and so on and so forth because he knows jokes might be made in order to promote the music that he's pushing out i think that would be the smart thing to do like if people was trolling the shit out of me every day like they do little bow wow then i would drop an album called like i'm a little bow wow or some shit like that and people would share and roast me but the publicity from that would be turned into something like but the the only thing is you need people to pay for it and like listen to it so i think that's where the hang up is I don't know. Maybe he just needs the attention. Uh, well, clearly, because all the shit he does is for attention in the first place. It is. Even when he gets caught up. <clears throat> it is. It's true. Like that fake jet shit he did. I think we talked about this like a while ago. Yeah, that was hilarious. It's kind of it's kind of crazy how things are like cyclical because <clears throat> things we've talked about before like end up happening again because, of course, these are celebrities and musical artists and whatnot. Uh, one of which being J. Cole and dropping a new album. And... The same thing happened because we spoke on the last one when it dropped and we talked about the juxtaposition of people who either fuck with J. Cole and being elitist because they fuck with J. Cole and the people who don't fuck with J. Cole because they don't like the fans. Everybody just to why why is it so polarizing? Like It's just a fucking album. It's just a song. It's what you know. Yeah, exactly. I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah, yeah, it'll be there. You know what I'm saying? I listened to a few tracks from the album. I haven't. Did I have like it. I'll. It's a good album. I think you it's a good album. Tell. You think you're smart? Now. You think you're smart, huh? You think you're smart because you got student loans you got to pay back? I'll be like, bro, why you just why you, why you reading me? There's people go, like shooting at one another. Essentially, they've been like, J Cole is make music for niggas who are really bad dudes, but think they good guys. I'm like, what? J. Cole make music for dudes that claim to be respectful but call women bitches and hoes. And I was like, like y'all projecting a lot with with what you putting out there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not that serious. But uh, the one of the main things about the album that kind of took off was the fact that he made a song, uh, was it had numbers in it? Was it nineteen eighty five or some shit like that? I can't even recall. But apparently <laughs> the song is it aimed at all of the rappers who have little before their name or maybe the mumble rap xanax rappers whatever else whatever have you and people were like oh he dissing he dissing little people he dissing little i really don't know who's who at this point so if i say something that's the wrong person it is what it is but um people were like he's dissing these individuals but when in all actuality from what i understand he was explaining how labels kind of snatch you up and use you because you're hot or whatever you're doing is like a wave or super popular and then you're going to be used up. So he's yeah, like Mr. Panda, he had one song. Mm, yeah. He got signed off of literally one song. He got signed off Panda and then he came out with that Timmy Turner shit and it sounded like some tales from the hood type scary <laughs> shit. That shit was scary. But I mean like a couple of people had passed over him and then uh whoever ended up signing him was like, "Yo, like Let's do something with this. I think it was Kanye who is also tweaking right now. I don't know what the fuck Kanye talking about a little bit. Like, I I fuck with... He hasn't been normal for a long time. He's... mm, I don't know what's going on with him, like, at all. But some of his tweets are, like, inspirational. He's saying stuff to sound... It's not. It's it's like a... It's it's like a hits blunt type situation. It sounds like somebody, like, smoked a bunch of weed. fake deep bullshit. It's just like, don't don't look at the past anymore because the past is behind you. And in order to focus on your future, you need to look ahead of you and i was like damn but there are certain people that kind of sort of eat that shit up you know what i'm saying it's the same reason why people 
listen to to the racially ambiguous like whisper singers right now is is you know people go for the way certain songs make you feel uh certain songs that might make you not twerk i suppose and it's it's a a genre of its own because you you like the ambient whispering lyrics in the background and you like the way she looks with her Coachella outfit on or whatever else but look at like think about this like can this person actually sing is this person why am I saying Persian? Did you, I said that twice? Why you ain't stop? You did it in the beginning with I did spit session. Spit. I did that. I think it might. I think it's some fucking Sour Patch Kids you gave me, bro. Like, <laughs> it cooled your mouth off. Too, it's man. like my tongue feels kind of like numb. I don't know why that's happening. But people keep re- making references to how Kanye might be in a sunken place, and I'm like, you know what, man? He'd been weird for a minute. Like when he was doing that Confederate flag shit. See, niggas want. George Bush doesn't care about black people, Kanye, and that was like no, that's never. He was going through shit then, though. Like he was really, he was, he, he was, he been, he been kind of wild for a while. It just shifted a little bit. Look, he got real rich, and does he hang out? Like, look, look at his circle now. And I don't want to like trash the Kardashians or anything because I, I, I don't know them. I mean, you don't care. We don't. And care. I don't care. Yeah, I know. But you know, as a celebrity, you have to be. Uh, aware of who you're surrounding yourself with and he's not around no normal people if you if you want to say one thing about the kardashian people they are not fucking normal being that family is probably not if he's going through some shit and then he's in a family like that i don't know uh yeah i don't know enough about how they are their family dynamic all i can imagine is trying to being in the house with all of them and making eye contact with one of them for too long just the thought alone like kind of scares me a little bit but don't you? I feel like that that culture that they are representing is is separating him so much from being grounded and being able to make any sort of sense or empathize with any sort of normal person. Of course. Like, and it, I based on because certain famous people on Twitter have been like, "Yo, like, call me this or that." Whenever he has little meltdowns, yeah, I don't know if he's calling them. Yeah, that's true. We don't know what's going on. So that is true. You need somebody to keep you grounded. Like Oprah has Stedman, <laughs> uh, Jay Z has Memphis Bleak. Um, I can't think of who else has what, but you do need some sense of normalcy around you in order to keep your head kind of level. Well, he's been shout Kanye's been shouting out these faux intellectual people who are just like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I see you. What up? No, worse than that. Really? Like whom? Oh, you are, are not aware, huh? No, what are you talking about? The uh, the guy who created Dilbert who says that Trump is a genius. And What? Uh, Dilbert the comic strip. Yes. He created Dilbert. That's so fucking random. And then he came out and he was like, Trump sucks, but he's, you know, he can win the presidency, whatever. And then he switched to, yo, Trump uh, won the presidency because he's a genius, like, and all this weird shit. And, uh, it's funny, so like all these people were talking shit about Kanye and are not fans of rap, but as soon as Kanye started shouting some of them out, they're like, yeah, Kanye's woke. Like, uh, like alt-right type people have co-opted the term woke. Like, it's upside down day. What is happening right now? So, I'm going to play you something from Candace Owens. Um, she was at a UCLA event. I've Black heard Black I've heard the name. Like Black today. Lives Matters uh-huh. uh, protesters showed up. Uh-huh. And she said that she hit them with the truth. What you're seeing happening today, obviously we have, we have some black people that are just shouting in the back. We have some black people that are sitting in the front quietly just chanting USA and having a normal conversation. I love that because what I say every single time, and you may have seen me on the news, is that what is happening right now in the black community, you're going to hear it in this room first, there's a, an ideological civil war happening. Black people that are focused on their past and shouting about slavery and black people that are focused on their futures, okay? That's, that's really what it comes down to, Okay. I can, I can guarantee you what you're seeing happening is victim mentality versus victor mentality. That's I promise great, you. The, the I people here that, are going to I love that. And I, there's no doubt in my mind. I, I, can, I can tell you right now who is going to be better off. When, when we look 20 years and we look at the faces in this room, who is going to be better off are the girls that are sitting right here and across this room because they don't have your mentality. Victim mentality is not cool. I don't know why people like being oppressed. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I love oppression. We're oppressed. 400 years of slavery, Jim Crow, which, by the way, none of you guys lived through. Your grandparents didn't. It's embarrassing that you utilize you utilize their history. You utilize their history, and you come in here with more emotion than they ever had when they were living through. 
living through it. It's embarrassing. You're not living through anything right now. You're overly privileged Americans. So that's a black lady. Who the fuck is that? Who is she? Uh, she has a radio show or some shit. I don't know. Candace what now? Owens. Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Okay. Candace Owens. And this- Kanye West tweeted, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. That is the his exact <sighs> It might come time, you know what? I fuck with his music, man. But it might come time to leave this nigga alone. It's 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 about that time. It's about that time. People hang on for the nostalgic, for the nostalgic emotions they feel when they listen to Late Registration, which is honestly my my favorite album. But um, it bothers me that somebody like Kanye West, who is very talented, but also incredibly lucky, because that is a lot. She's of- a year younger than I am too. She's twenty eight. Well, that's a lot of what show business is, right? Is a lot. Can, can we accept that? And for him to... Okay, that makes sense. American writer, producer, and conservative commentator. So she's I mean, that, that's, straight up... Everybody I mean, has the same type, you know. I guess, I guess. She goes okay. on TV and radio and just talks shit, basically. They need... they need. I, you know, Stacey Dash got too old, so they just need another negress to like hop up. That's what they call them, essentially. Because like, in front of them... This is like, hey, cool, this is what's up. Like, it's one of you guys saying these things. It's one of you guys doing right. these things. But I think Stacey Dash, they, she lost, I think Fox got rid of her. So when one is demoted, another one has to kind of sort of take the place of that individual. Omarosa left Trump alone. Something like that happened. They fell out. So it's, I'm not impressed. Uh, that don't impress me much. <laughs> but yes. I mean, as far as Kanye is concerned, it's like, man, like, it, I think it kind of comes back around to who he's surrounding himself with and everything. He's, it's not like it, I don't want it to sound bad, but like, I, is he around black people like that anymore? Mm, uh, is he, you know, his mom's gone? Like, is the, how how aware is where is he of where he's come from and, and everything else and the things that right. he's dealt with? So yeah, now you're one of the richest and most famous black people in the world and you're probably not feeling any type of way and going right. through a lot of shit anymore that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist yeah like and that you out of touch man you out of touch thousands millions of people are going through this every day exactly i i commend the people in that crowd for reacting the way they did i think i saw a few people getting up and like starting to walk out that's just i don't know why what was that even what was that convention even for was it i, I i'm not I sure talk shit and like i understand why some people would say that there's a culture of victimhood these days yeah but the people who are claiming oppression and are not properly, I guess, if that's how you want to phrase it, properly oppressed. I mean, that's such a minority. That's like saying, let's not have libraries anymore because not everybody's returning the books, you know? Uh, right. Now that we're actually acknowledging some of the stuff that's going on in our society, it's like, oh, well, everybody just wants to jump on the bandwagon. And I yeah. don't think that's necessarily true. And, and let's not like diminish. Yeah everybody's beliefs and what they're actually striving for but uh that, that left a bad that left a nasty taste in my mouth it was worse than the sour patch kids actually and <laughs> <laughs> this shit's horrible so have you seen the craft the craft the yeah, movie a movie about Will i don't craft. i don't like negroids yes there was a <laughs> here's what i'm bringing it up because <laughs> we we play it at the restaurant we have it on vhs so we actually play it every now and then do people stop eating and look around whenever they hear it? No, they just keep on eating the french fries. Okay, so there's a scene in this movie. It's, it's a movie from the late 90s about four ladies who are weird in high school and they become witches. They have a token black lady in the group. She's in, yeah. And she's getting bullied. And the bully says a word to her that I had never heard before and have never heard since. And I looked it up in the dictionary and it's in there. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a Negroid? Did you what, you got the <laughs> definition on. on deck? All right. So to give some backstory, I have the clip. I can play the clip. You got the clip. Will it will it be as good without the uh, visual though? I think so. You think so? All right. You can so, play the, let, <laughs> You can me, play the clip so we can get the actual audio. Okay. And then we'll define what a Negroid is. Okay. Oh my God. So to set the scene, I think this is the pool scene, right? It doesn't need much. All you know is it's the right. black lady talking, <laughs> confronting her bully. Go for it. Go. Why are you doing this to me, Laura? Do you think you're funny? You really want to know why? Yes, I really want to know why. 
because I don't like Negroids. <laughs> <laughs> If someone called me a Negroid, I, I don't think I'd probably laugh. You no, like do no. like a half swing, be like, wait, what? Be the, like, am I? Wait, how what? mad should I be right now? Uh, like my fist would clench up, but at the same time, I would just be like, out of all the words you could have chosen, you could have. That's okay. All right. Yeah, that's a stalemate situation. So a Negroid. Adjective. Dated, offensive. Those are the two things. It's it's a dated term and an offensive term, according to the. I didn't know they labeled them like that. Now, uh, they do because some yeah bad stuff. People don't know. Yeah, them. don't don't call don't call nobody no Negroid. Relating to the division of humankind represented by the indigenous peoples of Central and Southern Africa. Jesus, why is it an adjective though? It seems like it would be a noun, right? Because it's a person. Hmm, that English 101 about to kick out, like, it's about to jump out of me right now. You know what I'm saying? Wait, uh, well... A person, place, or thing is a noun, but, right? Yeah, but <laughs> Look at this Negroid cup. <laughs> like, you don't, like, that's not... Like, we on the Negroid podcast. I guess it can be used as a... <laughs> but you're describing a thing as a Negroid. So, I don't know, man. Bullying is fucking weird because... I saw that movie in the theater when I was a kid, and I was like, a fucking a Negro. <laughs> I was young, so I, I was like, man, people must be saying this somewhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you no. know, like 20 years later, I'm like, you know what's fucked? I actually use that word. Hmm. I use it. I use it. I, but I, I, uh, me and my Negroids, like that's I, I use it in that context. Well, I think you can use that word, and our post will get approved. You know, you think so? Yeah, I think Negroid, the let it slide. I feel like if we use Negroid, Facebook might just ban the account. Honestly, that's that's super silly. That's kind of wild, man. Listen, shout outs, shout outs to all my Negroids listening to this podcast right now. Y'all, y'all really real. It's an adjective. I mean, don't we all come from Africa? I'm about to, I'm about to pull a Kanye right now, like. Do we not all have a little Negroid inside of us? Reggie Face right now was not amused at all. He just he just looked off. He's just like, you know what, man? I'm not I'm not about to do this with you. Uh, so Starbucks got in trouble for arresting Negroids in <laughs> <laughs> in their cafe, which is rightfully so, um, because that was a lot of that was a lot of wild shit that was going on with that. Like the 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 hearing the explanation for why what happen happened was kind of yeah in philly that shit jumped out i had a debate about this what happened so i i have dated a white lady in my life and we are very good friends she's very smart and we like to talk about the news and talk about race stuff you prefacing this i'm kind of nervous and she kind of didn't get it she did so here's here's what she was saying she was like loitering is loitering buy summer get out what I was trying to say is that can I can I can I interject because I feel like we usually have the same wavelength. Sure. There's a lot of people that go in with their Warby Parker glasses and their MacBooks, and they usually might not purchase anything, and they might just post up playing video games, writing. I don't know what they're typing sometimes, and these individuals will be in there, quote unquote, doing the actual definition of loitering, and the police will not be called. This is related to the type of person that was inside of the cafe is that where you were coming from yeah so what okay basically that's what i said but i'm like hey you know i know somebody who owned a cafe i'm friends with delancey who has worked at multiple he's worked as a barista at multiple places uh-huh. specifically starbucks yeah i hated it and, hated and it you you guys aren't the only baristas you know i've ever known no and yeah i've been like me and you have had meetings at starbucks and not bought nothing exactly we have and nobody's called the police on us yet so i you know Thank God. I just feel like because you're you're ignorant of how cafes operate, like that isn't an excuse of trying no. to rationalize something ridiculous that happened. It's not like a jewel. It's not like I'm waiting for a Delancey for an hour and I'm just reading all the magazines in the jewel. And then uh, Lost Prevention is like, why are you standing here reading the magazine? Exactly. This is different. It's a casual space with which you can go in, do whatever it is you have to do. They have armchairs, comfy armchairs and coffee tables and outlets. Like so the fireplaces and shit sometimes? Yes. That's so people can go in and sit down for a long amount of time and do whatever it is that they have to do. 
You know what I'm saying? So this was this was really fucked on their end. And, and one one more thing that I I, I felt like uh-huh. should be said. I don't think there's a big difference in ordering one coffee and being there for eight hours versus ordering no coffee and being there for thirty minutes. No, there isn't a difference. Right. There's no I, difference I, I, at all. I just want to throw that out there. Exactly. Some people will technically buy something. And, and the refills are free. Refills wait, are free. What? Yes. Drip coffee. Drip coffee. Refills are free, dog. They say if you have like a one of the Starbucks gold cards, you can just go up and be like, hey, can I get a refill? And you can refill it as long as you don't leave the cafe. It's good. But to be honest with you, when I used to work there, people used to come in and they were regulars. I would just give people refills just because. Matter of fact, when people would come in, I was giving shit away. I was giving shit away just because I hated it. I hated it. One of the top three worst jobs I have ever had in my fucking life. All right. I I rarely, I rarely. (laughs) Nah, fuck that. I'm about to go in a little bit because it was horrible. It was horrible. I worked at a Starbucks here in Chicago. First of all, everyone that I worked with was kind of sort of stressed out. And I know different stores have different energies to them, have different staff members. But everyone at this location, it was like a small location. Everyone was stressed out. And when we got along, we got along. When we didn't, we didn't. Because Starbucks breeds a a, a demographic of clientele customers that come in. And it's in the business model for you to just give them what they want. It's okay. And the customers know this. So you have people that come in and ask for ridiculous things. One of the examples I use is, hey, may I have a grande, that's a medium, coffee, and a venti, that's a large, cup, but fill it all the way up. And you look at this person and you'll be like, that's a large coffee, but you want me to charge you for a medium? And they'll look you in the eye and say, no. (laughs) It is... A medium coffee in a large cup with no room for cream. And I'm like, my nigga, you my, and you look at the manager and you know what the manager is going to tell you? Just give him the coffee and you got to give him the coffee. So I'm technically being paid to feel like a punk ass bitch on the clock for every single person that comes in here. Hey, can I get this breakfast sandwich? Yeah, but no sandwich. I'm like, what do you mean? The fuck? I don't want the bread or the cheese. Just take the bacon, throw it in the oven, and warm it up, and just give it to me in a bag. And I'm like, you know, that's not safe because the bacon, that oven's hot. Like, is you're just gonna have a paper bag full of steaming hot bacon? That's not. And you know what the manager's gonna say? Just give him the bacon. And I'm like, uh, uh, dude, I almost got into a fist fight with a dude over. A, <laughs> did, I, did I tell you this story? No. I was at the fucking Starbucks. It was busy. Line was to the door. A lot of people were coming in. A lot of people were coming in. And this gentleman comes in and he was just like, yeah, can I get a can I get a sugar free mocha hot? I was like, yeah, for sure. I got you. He's like, all right, cool. Thanks. I was like, no problem, man. Can you break this hundred for me? And I was like, nah, uh, you know, it's kind of busy right now. I can't break the hundred. Can I use a car? He's like, "Okay." And he just gave the car, whatever, swiped it, went on his way. The line is still to the door. I'm knocking people out because by then I'm that nigga at the register. It's all good. So all of a sudden I hear to my left him. He's sitting at the counter. He just goes, hey, and he smacks down his card. You forgot my cookie. And I was like, you didn't order a cookie. And he was like, you know what? You messed that up. Not me. I want my cookie and I want change for this hundred. And he smacks down the hundred dollar bill. And the uh, Starbucks card. Get the fuck out. Gee, the whole store got quiet. I hopped up, I walked over to him, and I walked back. In the shiftly, he was not. I had I had the advantage, <laughs> and I walked over and I grabbed his stuff and I walked back towards the shiftly slash manager. He's like, "What's happening?" And the store start quiet at this point. And I say, "I'm not even yelling. It's quiet enough for me to be heard throughout the store because it's small." I say, I don't know. He said he had a cookie, but he didn't order a cookie with me. All I know is I'm about to fuck him up. And he goes, just give him the cookie. And I pick up a cookie, walked over, gave him his $100 bill back, gave him his card, dropped the cookie. He said, thank you, and stormed out. And that was when I knew I needed to leave eventually. The story's not done. Now, when you go to Starbucks, they ask for your name. They're trying to make people relate to customers more. 
This gentleman came in the next day because he was a regular. So he gets to the front of the line and I look up because, you know, I'm busy and I see him and I'm like, oh, what's up, man? And he was just like, uh, can I get a can I get a, another mocha? And I was like, yeah, I got you. I lifted the cup and wrote his name on the side without asking it. <laughs> and from that day on, he got decaf coffee in his shit every time he asked for it anything people knew i was like listen so at the end of that first shift i was like listen to me anytime this individual comes in here he getting decaf we we all need to be on the same page and everybody was like what do you do i let him know and he was like okay got you so yeah he wasn't getting no caffeine he, i hope he was at work i hope he was crashing from being too tired and having no caffeine and he loses job and he ends up being homeless and addicted to mentos the fresh maker i cannot stand shit like that at all like if i ever went on a date and somebody was rude to service people or was asking for ridiculous shit, I would walk out. Like, I, that's one of the, my biggest pet peeves. I was at Chipotle one time, and this lady wanted salsa on the side, but not the salsa. She wanted the little cup dipped into the juice of it. It's what? Just the salsa like juice. the barbacoa juice or some shit like no, that? No, like the... Um, oh, like pico the... Pico de Gallo. Pico de Gallo? Uh-huh. Just the, the mild sauce, yeah. Just the juice of it. The juice, and not like, the pieces okay. of the veggies. People just, like, okay, they have this mindset that it's okay, it's this big company, I'm paying $8 for burrito, I'm gonna get whatever the fuck I want, like, fuck everybody, but you're dealing with regular people who don't want to deal with that shit, who don't make enough money to deal with your bullshit, and who don't care that you had a bad day because it's not their problem and not their fault. Yeah, that's very inconsiderate. And for you to come in and be like, nah, with the juice, nah, just the juice, like, all mad about it, it's like, get the, like, man, if I was a manager of a place, I'd be kicking so many people out, like, it, all day it's tempting dude it's tempting specifically when you're there and there are people that might come in i haven't been on a shift um where someone has disrespected somebody where i'm working you know what i'm saying but that's something you can't do you can't come in you know it's a service people have their bad days people have their good days so on and so forth somebody is going through something but you can't sit here and verbally abuse someone that I work with someone who, you know, it's my responsibility to make sure the customer's happy, make sure the staff is happy. You can't, that's something I can't, I can't fly with. That's just not good. You know, it's, 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 and that it's, it's getting that across to people that they don't understand it. Like when I'm talking to people and it's much more interesting talking to someone who came from is on the other end of things is like, yeah, man. So I went to this restaurant and I got French fries and they was like too crispy. So I ain't tipped the server. And I was like, did you, you why didn't you tell the server that the French fries, you, you wanted more. They could have went back, replaced them. You know, you would have had a better dining experience. That lets me know you was probably leaning towards not tipping the server in the but first place. Like that has place, nothing to do with the that server. That has nothing to do with that. them. You don't have to work in a fucking restaurant to know the server. Yeah. You, you know what man. I'm saying? Like that, when there's a problem, you need to do what you can in order to to solve the problem maybe it trickles down maybe the the cook didn't know that he was cooking it for too long maybe that's how he was taught to do it so the chef needs to know maybe you know cook it a different way whatever else whatever what have you and these are the opportunities that you have at least in local joints and places like starbucks and stuff like that and i've been on this crusade ever since i ended up leaving there you know i don't drink anything from starbucks i'm serious <laughs> i mean i don't blame you there's not special they're they're coffee's nasty but i appreciate <laughs> i respect what they do because they close down you know they close down stores and they do give benefits to their workers they do give insurance they do take care of people sick leave whatever else what have you flexible and they did that's handle cool that situation the right way very like, maturely yes i i didn't like that people were going to that specific starbucks and yelling in the workers faces yeah that's not on them man that. that's not on them the man. manager that did that shit got fired yeah so why are you gonna go to whoever don't, the fuck is taking the order yeah. and yelling in their face with a bullhorn because they got some black people arrested that don't have shit to do with them yeah and Surprisingly, what I found out, Starbucks doesn't have a blanket uh, uh, policy about Negroids, quote, loitering and that they let, you know, they they say that they want to have like a neighborhood hangout type atmosphere, but individual locations can be more dickish about it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they don't want their chains being operated like that. Yeah. And that's why that manager was fired. Exactly. And it, you know. It is a, a he said, she said type deal. But if the manager who is the one in trouble says she asked him to leave and blah, 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 and then had to call the police and then the the 
everybody watching said that the police just showed up out of nowhere. Like, who who are you more inclined to believe? Right. That's all I'm saying about that. Right, right, right. Right. That's, those are valid points. I don't... It's... Uh, motherfuckers been getting the police called on them for no reason. I saw John Legend tweeting about how... Um, was this a... Was this a... Uh, what is it? Older white people go to golf... Uh, I, I know the story. You know what I'm talking you want about. Me to tell the story? Please do, yeah, because okay. I'm, I'm I'm still geeked <laughs> up off the Starbucks right shit right now. So there is a female golf group, and they are members of this golf club. Man, I thought I had a screenshot. Oh, no, I got it. Want to get all the uh, the details right? All right. These rhymes are Daryl's. <laughs> And did I close it? Okay. Well, anyway. So, there's a black female golfing club. They are members of this, uh, what do they call it? It's not a golf club. Country club? Country club, whatever. There we go. And they're doing their holes. They're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm immature. I'm sorry. Go they're, ahead. This is serious. They're experienced golfers. They're not just people out there their first day. There's a group of golfers behind them who keeps telling them they're going too slow. But they don't want to play through, which would mean um, you would let them kind of do the hole and get ahead of you, right? They didn't want to do that. They just said you got to be faster. So then, you know, you usually do eight, 18 holes, nine is halfway. You take a little break. Right. Um, these ladies were told that um, they had to, they were done for the day while they were taking their break. And oh, okay. They said it was because they were playing too slow. And they said the people behind them never try to play through. They're keeping up with the people in front of them. They're experienced golfers. And they're about to finish their break. And the people who are complaining that they're being too slow are still on their break and aren't going to be off of their break for a while because they ordered food and whatever else. Yeah. Um, and then they were told the police were called. And then these uh, affluent black women were like, we'll wait. Ooh, see you. Mm, uh, see, so there the you go. So the police got there. Nobody was touched. No charges were filed. Turns out the guy behind them was like the son of the owner or something and just maybe he felt they didn't belong there or something. Exactly. So now the club is issuing an apology because, of course, they have to. You have to. Yes. And I hope it's a... Listen, I'm going to let you... And here's some insider information. My mom's black, okay? That's not the insider information. The insider information is when you say, give someone an specifically a black lady, an ultimatum. And it's like, well, if you don't do this, I'm going to do this. And it's like, okay, I'll wait. You should immediately acquiesce, calm the fuck down, because things have a potential to escalate in a way with which you do not want to, or you just might be in the wrong from the get-go. Because as soon as you say it, that's like, okay, we'll wait. I've thought about my mother and certain agree- disagreements that we've had in the house. And she was like, did you do Did you do this? And I'm like, yeah, but I was doing, but it's like, okay, I'm going to wait. It means she was about to pop me in my shit. So that that uh, that gave me a sense of nostalgia, like almost immediately that I kind of fucked with. You know, like in general, uh, especially as city folk, we don't like trick ass people. Nah, that's some snitch ass shit. And you then don't. more specifically in this day and age, when you see issues with police not knowing how to handle certain situations and escalating things farther you, than you need you to go, you know that there's a chance someone could die. Yeah, I mean, you're you're putting somebody's somebody in danger because you're being petty. And the fact that this never occurred to these people who weren't really being inconvenienced, like, I mean, it's beyond me. Like, I don't, I, I'm famous for saying I don't like people, and that's, like, not entirely true, but it's just the easiest way to explain things. Like, people, people are fucking whack. Like, I'm very friendly, I'm nice to everybody, but, like, I don't really like people. Like, I'm, I'm never going to be, like, you know. Right. I don't know if that makes sense to people who don't know me. <laughs> but as somebody who, like, doesn't give a fuck about people, I would never do that to somebody. Like, I have enough common courtesy to be like, man, it's not worth getting somebody killed today or their ass beat yeah. or having six, 12 hours of their time wasted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, what the fuck? It's honest. And honestly, you're wasting the police officer's time at that point, too. Unless I'm getting... I only have a few situations with which I'm going to call the cops at. One of them, and they're very drastic. I would need to be getting shot at or someone would need to be in my house, like, trying to murder me. And I'm in the closet, like, trying to keep quiet or some shit. Like... Horror movie scenarios are pretty much the only <clears throat> are pretty much the only 
reason I would ever need to call the proper authorities. I have a, another story about discrimination in Chicago. In Chicago? Oh, this is going to be yeah, good. Yeah, this was brought to my attention. There is a restaurant here in Chicago called The Bottled Blonde. I've never heard of it. Oh, yeah, that's... um. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Do you, do you know that they don't? They kind of don't want black people in there. Is this that dress code shit? Yeah. Is that still going? That was from like a while back. Dad, I I was just in a picture and it looks recent. Are you serious again? Yeah. Okay. They, they still have the dress code. They still got the dress code. So I'm gonna read some highlights from the dress code. Here's what I'm gonna point out. This place is not like it's downtown, but not really, really downtown. Yeah. Like it's far enough west where it's like. They don't even need to be like this. Wait, do me a favor and Google if they still have that. Because I'm hoping, I mean, I hope they dropped the dress code. Because we, we touched on this like before. So but somebody, if they doubled down. Somebody tweeted out this and it was recent. So I'm assuming, and it looks like they took the picture themselves. Yes. So I'm assuming they were walking by and was like, wow, it's this dress still code up. is still up. It's still up. Mm, okay. So some of the stuff they detail is redneck shit, but... Nah, you don't see people walking around like that in the city proper of Chicago. Like, nah, you don't. You don't see no Larry the Cable Guy looking ass motherfucker with a sleeveless <laughs> flannel. Uh, nah. So they said no bad attitudes or behavior. Red red flag number one. That's vague. Okay. Uh, no excessively baggy, sagging, ripped, dirty, frayed, overly flashy, or bright clothing. Mm. Close to flashy, dog. Get out. Close to flashy. Okay. No matching colors of the shoes, hat, and or shirt. All right. That's stupid. That's stupid. This is not by, like, you can look this place up. It's not fucking fancy. It is a bar. Like, it's just a bar that has food. It's not even a, like a, a five-star restaurant. This isn't the uh, signature room in, in the Sears Tower. Like, right. This is really stupid. No gang attire. Leather cuts, colors, or insignias, and no camouflage. No embellishments or statement jackets, shirts, beanies, or hats. No rude, vulgar, or offensive clothing. I used to stay with a beanie on me. I would have been but banned. That's, what I don't get is, what is rude clothing? Like, how do you... So, no plain white tees, long tees, denim, flannel. So they basically trying to keep them franchise boys out of the restaurant. No zippers on shirts. You could wear tank tops before 6 p.m. No sports jerseys except during games of the appropriate team. So if you <laughs> these niggas, man. So so hold up, hold up. There's let's say they're showing a Bears game. Right. If you show up in a no limit jersey. You can't get in during the Bears game. Nah, that's fucking stupid. They're like, sorry, Blackie. <laughs> Negro face. What do they have? Some of this is white. I'm going to skip the white stuff. They, okay. said, they said no Ed Hardy. Like, nobody's... Shut up. No, I'm, no, nobody's doing that. No joggers, drop crotch pants, or pants with numerous zippers. No athletic wear, like Under Armour sweats. No jean shorts. So that, I mean... Oh, boy's not getting it. John Cena not getting it. Yeah, that's that. Shoes, in all caps, no Jordans, Nike Air Max, or Air Force Ones. Wow. Air Force Ones, I can understand. I don't have any of those, but okay, I understand. Yeah, that's that's targeting. This is the part that, like, I mean, a lot of the shit blew me, but this is what really got me. No high tops or athletic sneakers, parentheses, chucks and vans are allowed. Chucks and vans are allowed. Okay, yeah, that's that's separating. Yeah, that's the, those are two different beasts, but the same animal. I always fuck that Kobe quote up. I hope I'm saying dress that the right boots way. must be fully laced up. That's so stupid. They talking about Tim's. All right, listen. All right, look, <laughs> don't don't read no more. <laughs> that's enough. That's enough. That we get it. We understand. Like you just don't want. The, we're we're almost at the end. Okay. Uh, no stickers or tags on hats, and they must be worn forward at all times. No male jewelry. Chains are not allowed in this establishment at all. No visible tattoos on neck, face, or hands. Yeah. The end. Okay. Who are they trying to keep out of that place? We know who they're trying to keep out of that place. It's all good. Negroids. <laughs> and there you have it. That's, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised that that shit is actually still up. Like... You gotta be a shitty ass white person to walk past that place. Be like, I'll hang out in here, or you may not want to be around mm -hmm. those types. 
No. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like those, the kind of people that they have in their imagination, those people aren't going to be over there. They're not going to hang out in that place in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. So that restaurant lost their liquor license. And then the restaurant sued the city because their liquor license was taken away. And now I'm trying to see quickly break in bottle blonde. Fresh effort by the city is underway to shut down a River North restaurant. The neighbors have long complained behaves more like a nightclub and it's the source of obnoxious blah, 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 blah. Oh, so they get known in about the, the noise more so than what they were doing. Uh oh, violations. Okay, just straight up violations. So yeah, apparently as of February 2018, this place is still still open. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna be in that bitch though. But while we on the topic of restaurants, uh, do you have anything else? Cause I have a question similar. It's not similar to the one that you asked last time, but I do have a question. You asked a question at the end of the last episode. I got one this time. So okay, ask away. All right. You cook meat, yes? Yes, I know where you're going with this. Do you wash your meat before you cook it? Um, short answer, yes, but I don't know what methods you wash your meat or, or people who wash their meat wash it. Okay, that's understandable because there has been a debate going forward about whether you should or should not wash your meat prior to cooking it. And people have related this to uh cultural the cultural aspect of it it seems like it but what i don't get is like people rinse their fruit don't they like if you buy a bag of grapes don't you rinse the grapes off before you serve yourself some most people Uh uh-huh so why wouldn't you rinse a chicken breast off yeah it makes sense to do that right yeah you see what i'm saying somebody on twitter said they like soak it in vinegar or some shit to get everything off and i'm like i've never done that i feel like maybe that's a bit much but uh, I run it under the the tap at full blast and rub on it and shit. There was someone I spoke to, I I can't find the quote, but they said that. Let me see. I need to. I need to. Once I once I find out who this, once I remember who this was, I'm I'm gonna give them a shout out because I got this quote from them. But they looked into. They have a history of. I'm just gonna be vague and say science. And apparently, water helps spread the bacteria. What do you mean spread it? <laughs> Hold on. I need to find... I'm, it's like, okay, so I, far back. I get back. what they're probably trying to say, but okay, if there's bacteria... Like, okay, uh, salmonella, okay? It's on your chicken. Yes. Okay? If Unless you're splashing water all over the fucking place and then touch yourself <laughs> with your wet hands after all over the kitchen, you're not spreading salmonella. You're rinsing the surface shit off and then you're going to cook it to the extent where everything is killed. Yes. So that's it's, they're saying don't wash your meat because you're going to be a fucking idiot. It's saying that they were saying that if you use water to rinse off the meat, you raise the potential of spreading any bacteria that is actually on there. And it could work to a detriment, essentially. And there were people that saying that, like, the heat will kill any bacteria that's going on. So they don't wash their meat. It's not in about the first ba- place. For me, it's not about bacteria. I accepted a long time ago that shit is just dirty. Like I went bowling last night. And I mean, how many people putting their fingers in those balls? A lot. And then people are also snacking, eating, drinking shit. A lot. Right. And you touch your face. It's like everything's nasty. Okay. Like I'm yes. not that worried about germs, but sometimes you take the chicken out of the package and it's a little bit slimy. Yeah. 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 I don't like that. Why like are you that. just going to throw that on a skillet out of nowhere? I don't know. That's pretty bad. This is, I'm going to go on a tangent right now because I've been, my guilty, my guilty pleasure right now is watching kitchen nightmare clips yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Like, bro. Oh God! Does that make you that? Does that ever make you like second guess going out to eat at all, like kitchen nightmare scenarios? Because when Gordon Ramsay finds like chick cooked chicken breasts in no, the same pan you know. with the raw meat, you know about just by walking in. You know what I mean, like you don't need to be Gordon Ramsay to go to a restaurant and eat something and know whether or not it was microwaved or cooked that day or none of that shit. Yeah, that's true. I've been yeah. at like a barbecue place. I'd be like, man, if this was ever smoked, it wasn't smoked in the last two days. Oh, really? You How could you tell? tell? The way it was breaking apart or the taste? Yeah, like all that shit. Like, I've microwaved food before, and I don't microwave as much stuff as I can because I don't like the way it fucking tastes. Yeah. <laughs> Make shit on the top of the stove or in the stove. Like, we know yeah. what shit tastes like. That's true. So, yeah, you go to a place that's whack, you be like, oh, this place is dirty and whack. I'm not going back. That's legit. I, I respect that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you guys should wash your meat. I think it's... Wash your meat, man. Don't, don't just put shit in the... I don't know. It's it's difficult. I'm going to take the easy route out and just let it be known that I don't cook as much as I should. 
so I haven't cooked anything in a while. So I haven't had to wash any meat or just straight up cook any meat. But I feel like if I were to cook something, I will make an attempt to rinse off the slime that comes in the package. So that's just I me. try to get my meat from this place that just has troughs all over the place full of meat pieces. And you just grab it yourself. Uh, yeah, you told me about that. I wasn't too keen on that when you told me. Well, you know, I mean, you should probably rinse that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very important. That kind of scares me, though, because I'm picturing somebody just like, well, well, they make you put a glove on still. Yeah, but, but then like, so, you know, I was going because it's been cold here. People got like hoodies and coats on and their elbow is like grazing all the, <laughs> the steaks and shit. Oh, yeah. it's it's like a butcher factory and then they have a store in the front. So you get shit for like rock bottom prices. It's dope. Oh, where where is this at again? Uh, it's near Ashland and Lake. Okay, gotcha. Peoria Meat. Oh yeah, I know exactly where you, that if is. If you ever been on the Green Line, you've seen it from the tree. Yeah, for sure. That's like in the meat packing industry. Like, uh, it's too many dick references that could it's be in made. The meat district. It's in the meat district. It's all good. Okay, so I mean, I guess on that note, we might as well just go ahead and get ready to wrap it up. I'm. Thinking about all the time Gordon Ramsay and went into a, a fridge and like seeing expired chicken breasts and it was like orange and like slimy and stuff like all of that is like playing in my mind right well, now. Well, you work at a vegan place, they're not. So it's safe. Ain't no meat. <laughs> Ain't no meat. <laughs> this tofu's old. This tofu is tofu can expire on you, but it's like one of the most likely things to expire. Like, but yeah, all the seitan and whatnot, you know, the double tastes good. So <laughs> on that note, uh, we gonna wrap it up. We appreciate you guys. We will catch you later. Also, let us know if you wash your meat. How about that? At us at spitsessions.com. And let us know if you you keeping that meat clean. If you if you treating that meat. If you uh that's too easy, I guess. Who wants to